stand with me. Happy Mother's Day. Mom, happy Mother's Day. I love you. To every mother, I love you dearly. I have some very special, precious people. And I was thinking this morning of the wonderful mothers that have gone on to meet the Lord. People that we cherish memories of today. And so many of you are hurting today because your mom is not here. I understand that. And uh, I I hurt on Father's Day because my father's not here, but Mother's Day without your mom is it's got to be a very tough time. So our prayers are with you today. And uh, I want you to know that you are not forgotten and you are not overlooked. We love you and we understand that you are in pain today because of your mom leaving this world early. There's a lot of hurting people in our world. There's a lot of hurting people on Mother's Day. Not just those who are in this church. Our world is full of, of uh, problems and sin and domestic violence and all kind of issues that face our our families from a day-to-day basis. But aren't you glad you know who Jesus is today and to be sheltered in the arms of God just to know Him, just to know Him, to know Him. I'm reading something I've never read on a Mother's Day and never preached this before, but I am today. Matthew chapter 20, verse 20. I will, I will not hold you long, but here it is. Then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her sons, worshiping him and desiring a certain thing of him. We'll turn on this other mic, Brother Jeff. And he said unto her, What wilt thou? And she saith unto him, Grant that these my two sons may sit, the one on thy right hand and the other on the left. In thy kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, Ye know not what ye ask. Are ye able to drink of the cup that I shall drink of, and to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They say unto him, We are able. And he saith unto them, Ye shall drink indeed my cup, and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with, but to sit on my right hand and on my left hand is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared of my Father. Today I just uh, want to spend a few minutes talking to you about a mother's love. You may be seated. God help us today to do the things that we ought to do on Mother's Day. What are mothers? Mothers are teachers, disciplinarians. Mothers are cleaning ladies. Some mothers are gardeners and mowers of the lawn. Most mothers understand that baking cookies is more important than washing windows. Mothers are nurses, doctors, psychologists, counselors. Chauffeurs, coaches, mothers are developers of personalities, molders of vocabularies, and shapers of attitudes. Mothers are soft-voiced 
voices saying, I love you, and mothers are a child's link to God, a child's first impression of the love of God. Mothers are all of these things and so much more, much, much more. There's a column by Irma Bombeck some time ago that tells of God in the act of creating mothers. Irma Bombeck wrote this, and, and I thought it was so cool, and uh, so I, I'm, I'm going to read it to you today. She says that on the day that God created mothers, He had already worked long overtime, and an angel said to him, Lord, you sure are spending a lot of time on this one. And the Lord turned and said, have you read the specs on this model? She's supposed to be completely washable, but not plastic. She is to have 180 moving parts, all of them replaceable. She's to have a kiss that will heal everything from a broken leg to a broken heart. She is to have a lap that will hold three kids and then disappear when she stands up. She's to be able to function on black coffee and leftovers. And she's supposed to have six pairs of hands. Six pairs of hands, said the angel. That's impossible. It's not the six pairs of hands that bother me, said the Lord. It's the three pairs of eyes. She's supposed to have one pair that sees through closed doors so that whenever she says, What are you kids doing in there? She already knows what they're doing in there. She has another pair in the back of her head to see all the things she's not supposed to see but must see. And then she has one pair in front that can look at a child that just goofed up and communicate love and understanding without saying a word. That's too much, said the angel. You can't put that much in one model. Why don't you rest for a while and resume your creating tomorrow? No, I can't, said the Lord. I'm close to creating someone very much like myself. I've already come up with a model who can heal herself when she's sick, who can feed a family of six with one, pair of, one pound of hamburger, and who can persuade a nine-year-old to take a shower. Then the angel looked at the model of the mother a little more closely and said, She's too soft. Oh, but she is tough, said the Lord. You'd be surprised at how much this mother can do. Can she think? asked the angel. Not only can she think, said the Lord, but she can reason and compromise and persuade. Then the angel reached over and touched her cheek. This one has a defect. It has a leak. And he said, oh, I told you that you couldn't put that much into one model. That's not a leak, said the Lord. That's a tear. What's a tear for, asked the angel. The tear is her way of expressing her joy and her sorrow and her disappointment, her pain, her loneliness, her grief, and her pride. You're a genius, said the angel. And the Lord said, oh, but I didn't put it there. I created the woman, but she created the tear. In case you wonder, a mother is a model. Of God's love. And with that in mind, let me take you to the story that I read to you today because 
You can understand Miss Zebedee, the mother of James and John, a little better when you understand the thinking of a mother. In Matthew 20, verses 20 and 23 that I, I, I read this morning, uh, let, me, let me read it again just so you understand. Then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children, not the dad, the mother, worshiping him. God is a kitchen and desiring things of him. And he said unto her, What wilt thou? And she said, She didn't ask anything for herself. She said, Grant these that my two sons may sit one on your right hand and one on your left in your kingdom. And Jesus said, You know not what ye ask. And, and of course we understand that. And, and he said, Are you not able are ye able to drink of the cup that I should drink of and to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And they said to him, We are able. And he said unto them, You shall drink indeed of my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left hand is not mine to give. Watch this. But it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared of my father. Ms. Zebedee was, the, was aware of the teaching of Jesus about his kingdom. And she was aware of the fact that her sons, James and John, were very close to Jesus. And they were, they were two-thirds, if you please, of the inner circle that, of Jesus that was literally Peter, James, and John. That was the inner circle. And so she was certain that when the Lord formed the kingdom, that they would have positions of responsibility and of authority. But the first part of this same chapter, Jesus told a story that must have disturbed her. It was a story about a landowner who went out to find laborers early in the morning. And they agreed upon a fair day's wages and started working. Then at noon he went out and found some more, and they started working. Then towards the end of the evening, they found, he found more, and they started working. And yet, when the Lord paid them off at the end of the day, the story that Jesus gave, they all received the same wage. It must have caused Ms. Zebedee to wonder and some concerns, because she said, Will my sons really have positions of authority in the Lord's new kingdom. So when the opportunity arose, she came to Jesus. And, and Matthew says that she bowed down before Him. And she made her request to Him. When your kingdom is established, I want my sons to be one on the right and one on the left. Now you might criticize, and we perhaps all would look at that and think about Miss Zebedee's boldness and what she wanted for her boys. But since this is Mother's Day, let me take a different approach this morning. And let me talk to you just a few minutes about the positive things about this mother that perhaps you've never seen before. He simply reminded her, Jesus did, of the cost of being seated on the right and the left. And, and he said, he did not tell her that it would not happen. He just said, I can't guarantee that. 
that's left up to my father. I can't tell you that they will be on the right or to the left. She prayed that her sons might be a part of the kingdom of God. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know of anything more important. In the love of a mother, that she would pray that her children might be a part of the kingdom of God. If you love your children like you say you love them, you have to want them to be a part of the kingdom of God. Now, what are the good things about this lady? That she probably had some pushy ways. She probably, but here's the good thing. First of all, she just wanted to be her kids to be involved in the church. Let me say that again. She wanted her children to be linked up with God. She wanted her children to be involved in the kingdom that the Lord was setting up. I can't think of anything more important than a kid's life, in a kid's life than for motherhood to teach them and drive them and be upon them and be in them what they can be for God. They need to know. And a mother's love pushes her children to be a vital and vibrant part of the kingdom of God. I will tell you this. I am standing today before a woman who raised me that will tell you and I will testify to the fact Nothing was more important in the life of Mike Chance and Danny Chance and Galen Chance than the kingdom of God. Nothing, nothing took precedent over that. I could preach there for a while. I could talk about that for a while because some moms are not that way. They'd rather their kids be popular or famous or rich or in politics or or in movies, or, or some well-known figure. Mom, if you love your kid, if you love your children, I want to encourage you today. A mother's love can be no greater than what you would do to push them and, and plead with them and lead them and guide them into the kingdom of the living God. This is where it's at. When the ball plans over, when the shopping sprees are open, over, when the games are over, when the vacations are long gone, where all the stuff you buy them has dissipated and left this earth, the kingdom of God will still be here. And eternity will reveal your love, Mom. The mother's love has to put in your children to love and want to be a part of the kingdom of the Almighty God. Nothing is more important than the church. Somebody ought to shout amen. amen. I know you pray. I know many mothers pray. But I want to tell you, you cannot just pray out of necessity. You've got to pray out of motherhood. And sometimes it's extremely difficult. But hear this pastor this morning. If I could tell you, if I could tell you what's most important is not necessarily they be on his right or on his left, but somewhere, at some point, at some time, that you are teaching them that the church is the most important thing in their life. 
Linda McKithlin, you believe that? That's why your kids are here this morning. Because she taught them. One's played the bass, one's sitting here, and she sings on the platform at the POA every, every week. But the reason they're here is because of a mother that said, this is where it's at. You know why Linda McKithlin is here? Because Yvonne Masters said, this is where it's at. Mom, love your children enough to get them involved in the kingdom of God. Dr. James Dobson tells a story about the time he came home when his son Ryan was a small baby. It had been a terrible day for his wife. He said Ryan had been sick and cried all day long. And once as she was changing his diaper, the telephone rang. And his wife reached over to answer it before fastening up the diaper. And just then Ryan had an attack of diarrhea. And she cleaned up that mess and put him in clean, sweet-smelling clothes. And then she took him to the living room and fed him. And she was burping him when he threw up all over himself and her and the couch. And Dobson wrote, When I came home, I could smell the aroma of motherhood everywhere. And surely his wife cried out to him, Was all this in my contract? Sometimes mother pray out of frustration. And they pray out of necessity. But I encourage you today to pray because you love your children. And you want them involved in the kingdom of God. And when life's difficulties come around, let me tell you, they won't have to turn to drugs and alcohol and crutches of this world. They will turn to Jesus and they will find Him to be the author and the finisher of their faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This man remembers very clearly the time he gave his two-year-old son, Steve, his first responsibility and said, Steve, watch Susan, your baby sister, while I step out of the room. And he had only been gone for a few moments when he heard a thump. And then Susan started crying. He said he rushed back in to find Susan had fallen from the couch and was stretched out on the floor. Steve was sitting there looking so innocent. And the man said, Steve, I told you to watch Susan, your sister. He said, I did. He watched her fall. He watched her cry. He did exactly what he told him he would do. Being a parent's not always easy. Can the mom say amen? Sometimes it's filled with joy. Hello. Sometimes it's filled with great sadness. But the responsibility of motherhood is to love your children enough. To teach them nothing's more important than the kingdom. Make sure your children, make sure your children know that. Sometimes your children want to make you pop your buttons. Other times they want to make you grab your handkerchief because the snot and tears are too much. I'm just being honest. What good is it if our children gain the whole world? What about if they're successful, if they got great jobs and making six-figure incomes and, and they're driving nice cars and living in great neighborhoods and going the way uh, of, of society and they're successful and everybody knows who they are? That's not what matters. That's not what matters. What does that matter if a kid don't know Jesus and don't know the value of the kingdom of God? Being a parent's not easy, it's difficult. Mom, you got a difficult job. Miss Zebedee 
was a valuable example because she prayed earnestly that her sons would be a part. We need to be concerned over our children be a part of the church. I'm hurrying today. Secondly, not only did she pray that her children be a part of His kingdom, she prayed they would be actively, everybody say this with me, actively involved in the work of the kingdom. She didn't want them in the back row. She wanted them on the front lines. Amen? She didn't just bring them to church and say, okay, kids, we've done our job. That's it. Y'all go play the rest of the week. No, 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 no. She wanted them sitting by his side. Actively involved. Churches are full of people that's content, content to fill a pew on a Sunday morning. And some moms are that way. Mom, if you love your children, get your children actively involved. And by the way, your kids are not going to do what you tell them. They're going to do what you show them. Hello. If you want them to be a worshiper, just be a worshiper. If you want them to curse, just curse. If you want them to be immoral, just be immoral. Oh, I'm preaching good today. We're not shouting, but I'm preaching good today. If you want them to be, uh, have bad character, just have bad character. Because your kids are going to grow up to be whatever you teach them, and you don't teach them by just saying you go to church and then you go to the mall. No, 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 no. You go to church and you bring them to the house of God and you show them how to worship and you teach them how to pray and you teach them how to give. Oh, I feel like preaching a little bit right here. I got a problem with people that want to tell their children one thing and live another way. Amen? Son, you need to do this. Well, then you do this. You need to... It's kind of like having Sunday school teachers teaching about giving that don't pay tithes. John Maxwell said having an usher take the offering is like putting Willie the robber in charge of the bank. An usher that takes offering that don't give to the kingdom. Pardon me, let me rephrase that. It's like putting... Willie the robber in, 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 in charge of the bank. I don't know how I got there this morning, but here I am. The facts are, you've got to teach your kids right. You can't stand up here and lead worship if, you don't, if you're not committed to the church. You can't play an instrument if you're not committed to the church. If you want your kids to be what they ought to be, teach your kids. To do the right thing by doing that in front of them. What kind of preacher would I be if I got up here and talked about giving but never gave? If I sung about worship but never worshipped? If I preached, come on now, if I preached what you got to do but I lived another way? I thought we were going to get out early. We may not. We may not. Because y'all are getting quiet, and when y'all get quiet, I know I'm plowing deep, and I know I'm doing good. Amen. You've got to teach them. You've got to get them actively involved where the, where the Spirit is moving, where the presence of God is. There, there's, there's enough bystanders. There's enough spectators. We need some participators. And it begins with mom and with dad and the home. You, you, you think the church ought to mold your kids when we have them an hour and a half a week? No! 
Your kids are going to be molded by what you do at 7 o'clock Monday morning and 3 o'clock Tuesday evening and 10 o'clock at night and, and, and all through the next day. Your kids are molded by what they see and what you do and how you live and how much you pray and how much you give and how much you love. Your kids are going to be actively involved if you are actively involved. Point number three, I'm moving on. Miss Zebedee had big expectations. Somebody say big expectations. You know what? We got enough folks down in their kids. Don't, don't down your kids. If you love your kids, you tell them how great they are. You tell them how much they can do. If you love your kids, you tell them what a success they can be. You show them that they are successful. God didn't create you for failure. God didn't create you to be a nobody. You're somebody in the kingdom of God. You may not be popular, but you're a child of God. You may not have a name in bright lights, but you are not a nobody. You're a child in the kingdom of God. It's important your kids understand their value. we got enough people walking around with a chip on their shoulder because their daddy or mama told them they wasn't worth anything. They would never amount to anything. I want to tell you, I would never tell my kids you're not going to amount to nothing. I tell my kids you can do it. I tell my grandkids you can get there. I tell my kids you are you are great and wonderful. I want to tell you something. You better get a little. You better get a little self pride. If I can, I know pride's a, a sin, the wrong kind. But you got to get a little self determination. That's something in you that says I can do this. I can live for God. I can be a success. I can be what God wants me to be. I am going to make it. I am going to get there. She has big expectations for her kids. You need to take some lessons from Mrs. Evadine. Kids are tired of being kicked. They're tired of being told they ain't worth nothing. Go ahead, Mom. You speak it into their life. Let me give you a scripture. I gave it to somebody this week on the phone. Somebody called me, and, and, they, and they talked to me a long time. And I said, before you hang up, I want to give you a scripture. The Bible said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Somebody say, so is he. you got to quit thinking little. you got to get big expectations. Amen? you got to quit thinking that way. Furthermore, I said, there's one more I want to give you. The Bible said, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Huh? I'm glad I got the offering before I started preaching today. Don't speak that negative stuff. If you're going, if you're going to do what God wants you to do, have big expectations. I want to tell you, Miss Zebedee, I don't know anything else about her. I know this is the only time you ever read about her. She said, hey, Jesus, my boys are pretty special. I'd like to have one of them on your right and one of them on your left. I mean, she didn't say, could they just follow you around and be a part? She wanted them in charge. She wanted them to be in authority, in responsibility. She had big expectations for them. Mama, if you love your kids... You make sure they know who Jesus is. You make sure they're actively involved in His kingdom. And then you get big expectations for the things they're going to do. You know what? I've heard people say, I don't want my kid. I don't want... 
my kid to be a preacher. I don't want my kid to be a missionary. I don't. I want my kid to be everything they can be in the kingdom of God. I want my grandkids to be everything they can in the kingdom of God. And I'm going to push for that. This is life. This is where it's all about. You can't settle for mediocrity. You, you can't be content with barely getting by. You can't say, oh, well, it'll happen if it's meant to happen. You've got to make it happen. Somebody say you've got to make it happen. Come on, I want you to say it like you believe it. You've got to make it happen. You've got to push it to happen. You've got to be sure it's going to happen. Hallelujah! I know, I know, it's not a shouting sermon, but it's, it's great stuff because this is the love, this is what God made a mother to do. Do you remember? Do you remember what Irma Bombach said about how God made her? All those qualities, all those characteristics, but at the bottom line is she loves with an unlovable, an, an undeniable love. She loves when you're unlovable. She loves when you do wrong. She loves when you do right. She loves past all of your, all of your idiosyncrasy. She loves past all of your character flaws. She loves past everything you do wrong. She just loves. That's the love of a mother. And she gets that because she's got the love of God. And God said, I'm making her like me. Because God loves you that way. And the church oh, I started to preach today on the fatherhood of God and the motherhood of the church. Because the motherhood of the church is that she loves you. She loves you. The church loves you. Because that's the mother of the, of the kingdom. Just like you're the mother of your children. I hurry to a close today. I just want to tell you, Mom, this is your day. This is your day. Rise up and be called blessing. Go read today. Proverbs chapter 31. Heather read a couple of verses, but go read and be a Proverbs chapter 31 mother and wife. Go read that. Be one that stands tall in America. Be a real woman. Let that sink in a little bit. God didn't call you to be a man. He called you to be a woman. There's a place that God wants you. Let me tell you, it's often been said, and I'll say it again on this Mother's Day. As the mothers of America goes, so goes America. Have you ever wondered? Anybody here ever watched a professional sporting event? Come on, confess. It's okay. All of you that didn't raise your hand, you're lying. Come on down to the altar. I want to ask you an honest question. When they put the camera and the microphone... In one of those guys' face, what do they say? Huh? Not hi, Dad. Never have I heard one of them say hi, Dad. Brother David, every one of them say hi, Mom. You know why? Because as mothers of America goes, so goes America. You want America to be right, Mom? Get it right. You want your children to be right? Get it right. Oh, Dad, he's, he's just kind of, he, he's there. He's the head of the house. He's the breadwinner. We like to think we're the head, and we are, but they're the neck that turns the head. Amen. You might as well admit that. I run things at my house. Vacuum cleaners. Dishwashers. I heard you say that. 
I don't back him very much because she won't let me. I don't do it good enough. Kids will testify you have to vacuum seven times in the same place to get it clean. I ain't got time for that. If that speck is gone, I'm through. But as moms go, so does America. Mother, it's your day. Rise up and be called blessed. Be called blessed. Remember how God made you. Miss Zebedee, step up to the plate today and say, Hey, Lord, I'd like for my kids to be involved in your kingdom. Not just involved. I want them actively involved. And I have great expectations for my children. Shall we stand? I want you to go today. Mom, listen to me. Prop your feet up. Don't do nothing today. Don't wash a dish. Don't vacuum a floor. Don't do nothing. Every time they ask you to do something, do like my wife and say it's Mother's Day. Matter of fact, I'm not sure that some of you had not been celebrating since Friday. Guys, take care of that woman. Children, rise up and call your mother blessed. Take care of that woman. I'm going to take my wife to dinner today. I'm going to take my two girls to dinner today. I'm going to take my mother to dinner today. And if I can beat y'all, I'm going to beat you in line. But I'm going to take care of the ladies of the house because it's Mother's Day. What a day. What an honor. What a day. To every mother here, I wish you a blessed day. And here's what I want to leave you with today. Just be like, like Ms. Zebedee. Before your kids are famous, before they have great education, before they are in bright lights, before they're great at sports, before they're great at whatever, make sure they're great in this and great in Him. And you have great expectations for them to be actively involved in the kingdom of God. I can't give you a better message today. I love you. God bless you. Let's give all of our moms and the Lord a Have a happy Mother's Day. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord. God bless you today.